Making quick money in real estate. Ooh, get rich quick. I recently listed and put under contract a nice piece of land, but the reason I got it was I sold the home next door to it. I can't emphasize how much business I've gotten from doing good business. At this point in my career, six years in, I take on what I want to take on mm -hmm. and anything else I give to my team. Mortgage interest rates going up 4.02%. When I got into real estate as an agent, my focus was to think like an investor, not as a real estate agent. Building a personal brand is almost everything in real estate. It's how you separate yourself from everyone else. I have sold a property I wish I could have kept. A lot of people ask, how do I get into luxury market? Everybody who has a page or a personal brand online should be pushing out what it is that they want to come in. I have to pay this much taxes, crap, where am I gonna get all this money from? I had to come out of pocket that thousand dollars to like really? keep myself happy. Title companies that are not good at what they do can screw your deal, big time. Because when things get hard, 99% of people are gonna throw in the towel. How does the 1% become the 1%? By working their ass off and by powering through it. What's going on everybody? I hope you're all having a blessed day and we are here with you for podcast number nine. You got Karam Khalil with you and... Mr. Ben Wegman. You're just more chill today, huh? Yeah, man. How are you yeah, chill when you got chilling. some nice iced coffee? Chilling. I, as you can see, I haven't drank much yet. Um, but True. But you, how, how is this an iced coffee with no ice in it? <laughs> it's already, a, it's, it already melted, bro. Yeah. It's All right, guys. So here we're jumping in on podcast number nine, where you hear from me and Ben talking real estate and business. And we want you all who are watching here right now to understand that we have a five-letter word which we live by on this podcast. And that five-letter word... Mr. Wegman. I thought you were going to take it. I was ready to say it, and I thought I'm, you were going to say it. I'm giving you it, bro. This time, I'm going to give you it like every other time. Value, baby. Value. We want to give you guys value. We want you guys to enjoy these, to take home something. And if you don't take home something, we must be doing something wrong, and we don't want that to happen. Now, for everybody who doesn't know, we have a Discord. Link is below. We'd love for you guys to join it. Every single day, Ben and I are on there. Any questions, any thoughts, any ideas, suggestions, you guys can ask it there. If you have real estate questions, business questions, and we answer it the second we see it. And as I get older, to be honest with you, I start realizing how important it is to have someone who's good at what they do, able to guide you so you don't stunt your growth and allow yourself not to grow the speed you should grow at. So we have that. Shout out to who? The people on Spotify too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Can never forget for about listening. them. And uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcast coming soon. Yeah, we have a couple of people who've been asking about yeah. that. We should, we should throw it up there. We need to. Yeah. I'm going to put it on Jesse and Abe. Uh, Apple Podcast, get it up for us, guys. Please. ASAP. All right, so those thank you so much for being on there and then those on youtube as always thank you so much for listening for subscribing for commenting sharing and so forth we appreciate it now on this channel what do you guys get real estate and business ben what do you do in real estate buy and sell homes man he buys and sells Le homes. leasing too yeah. leasing too nice a little bit of leasing yeah so you but. you mess with everything because you have a team now too so you feed the team whatever's needed we do it all. I love it. Yep. And then I do commercial real estate and then active investing. So you're going to get the scoop of real estate right here. So any questions that you guys have, we hopefully have the answers for you. And if we don't, I promise you, we will get it for you. So Ben, you were talking about something that was interesting. Yeah. Making quick money in real estate. Ooh, get rich quick. Get Just rich kidding. quick, right? Just kidding. I wish. I wish. People, like people who want to get into real estate they're like, they wanna make money and they see people closing deals. And to be honest with you, if I see someone closing a deal and they went and did a $16,000 commission check, I'll look at my salary job and be like, hmm, I make 4,900 a month. That guy just made three months with selling just one house. Yeah. 
So you kind of feel like that's, it is a get rich that's quick thing. The allure to real estate, right? You close one deal and you make, you know, a big commission. But is it consistent and is it something that you can rely on? That's the that's the big thing. I know that you have a deal that you closed very quick. Like within hours. Literally before the sign could even be put in the yard. But you've yeah. you've done that with this one, I think with another one too, that maybe in Van Alstein or something. I think that's where it yeah. was. Look you've at done, you. Yeah, remembering. I remember. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. Tell us about that one. So Ben listed a piece of land, right? Uh huh. We'll we'll take it back because um, there's a story that goes behind it. So uh, I recently sold or listed and put under contract a nice piece of land, but the reason I got it was I sold the the home next door to it actually. Mm. So same owners, um, and when I listed that home, there was actually another home on okay. where the land was, but it was like terrible, terrible condition, like uninhabitable. Okay. So we sold this home. Um, I did really good. They were like, hey, we actually own the lot next door. Would you like to sell it? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I kind of look over. I'm like, oh, that's going to be hard to sell with like this. Like uh, literally the home was like falling over. So wait, there's a home on the land. Uh huh. Yeah, there was. Oh, there was. Okay. So I convinced them to kind of bulldoze it and, you know, clear out the land. And so they did. So wow, and good yeah, job. we um, we listed it yesterday afternoon and it was on market for six hours. <laughs> Uh, we got an all cash offer and the buyer's agent, which I thought was kind of weird, but I appreciated. Um, they actually offered to reduce some of their commission too, to make the offer even stronger. Whoa. So my clients actually got an over ask offer Basically. on this piece of land. Yeah. In six hours. So <laughs> I call them up. I'm like, Hey, we have this awesome offer. Yeah. You know, they're super excited and yeah, man, it was, it was really cool. So that was uh yeah. Some, so there, some quick money. There's no quick money, exactly uh, that yeah. word. There's it, so, it's a two-week closing too, so it's literally going to close like 13 days from now. That's so. impressive. Yeah. So I'm going to have to touch on this. Yeah. Quick money, uh-huh. yet not quick money. Let me explain why. Yeah, yeah. You can't really get you can't really close you can't really uh, get an offer on a property faster than six hours, in uh-huh. my opinion. Yeah. What is it? An hour, 30 minutes? Like it doesn't matter. It's so it doesn't. It's irrelevant. Right. But even with him getting such a quick offer and it being cash and everything moving so quick, you still got to wait for your money 13, 14 days. Yeah, but usually it's like 30. Usually it's like 30. So I'm trying to get the point across to everyone that, you know, we're talking making quick money in real estate. There's so many opportunities to do that. But even when it's quick, it's really not quick because you got to wait it out. One week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you know? Um, You mean I don't get paid right after we sign the contract? Um, no. It doesn't work like that? No. <laughs> I want my money. I want all $100 bills in the briefcase right after we sign the contract. No, sir. You got to take it to the title company and close officially. Man, that's not fun. That's hilarious. Yeah, when you signed, I mean, you just got to wait it through. So you know how that goes. Yeah. Um. So this property, they didn't think of building a house on it and then selling they, that? So they actually did. So the one that I sold, they actually renovated. So they renovated Is that one that the one. light blue one? Something like that. had blue? the light blue door. Okay. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Nice. So they actually renovated that one and they were thinking of building after they cleared off this older home, um, building a home, but the wife was like, nah, let's just sell the lot. So the I guess wife. She, yeah, I know she, she makes all the decisions. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Um, so she was like, no, nah, let's just sell the lot. Let's just be done with it. So, yeah. I think that if they uh, sold the lot and they made their profit and they made their money, they're probably just like, we're happy. Yeah. Instead of the whole six months, seven months trying to build, hopefully with the supply chain, probably even a year to build. Yeah, man. And they uh, they actually have a couple other lots. So I'm going to be listing those soon as well. Wow. Yeah, man. This, this is what happens when you do a good job. And they, they, they keep feeding you business. 100%. Yeah. And it's the game of real estate. You do well. They like you. They use you for the next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I have a quick story I'm going to touch on to this. Let's um, hear it. I got a listing as a house. 
listed it on the market and we were overpriced from the beginning and we knew that um, and the advice was hey give it two three weeks we're gonna have to dri uh, dip the price if we don't get much movement the brother really wanted me he trusted me he liked me he thought i was gonna do the job find you wanted. on social media or something um, or? no he knew me from a family friend 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 something like that like 15, cousin's mom yeah twice removed. like 15 years ago but because i'm active yeah. on social media we kind of had that he saw my post so he ended up going through from there nice. he messaged me on facebook so yeah social media you could say but an indirect relationship 15 years ago anyways uh he really wanted me his sister didn't want me uh -oh. and her name is on the house she was like I, I have a bad feeling about this guy i'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> look she didn't and by the way if you're watching this they're both amazing but it's just funny story and and they know that because i've confronted it too uh -huh. i was like i know you didn't want me yeah so uh she didn't want me because her best best friend's a real estate agent okay so she's like who is this karam guy my best friend's a real estate agent why in the world am i going to use him He's like, he's gonna do a great job. I trust him. It's so much more than just listing a house. He has a lot of experience. He gave her the whole nine yard and uh -huh. then he ended up pitching to get me on the, t on the job. Nice. It worked out, I listed it. Uh -huh. Two, three weeks in, we're not getting much offers, much when, movement. When was this? This was, I closed on it two days ago. Nice, okay, yeah. so recent. Re very recent. Nice. So two, three weeks in, tons of showings, but the home on the interior wasn't updated. So it was listed at a price as if it should have been updated but it wasn't gotcha. so 50 60 people in and out the door and then you know once a week passes two weeks passes you know someone who kind of nervous yeah someone yeah. who doesn't already want you start saying i told you yeah. this guy's just a commercial agent this guy doesn't know i should have got my friend that's what i i believe is being said to him uh -huh. and he stuck his neck out for me right you know so i'm like i was so stressed so i started banging open houses for them making it happen long story short uh we listed for 380 they they said let's do a price dip to 370. okay i told them give me one more day the agent telling them give me one more day and usually an agent's like oh let's price dip and i got them under contract for 400. Ooh, and over ask over ask substantially nice. and the way i did that was two people showed interest that same day and i made them go to war good that's that's right? my favorite thing to do you get what i'm saying Multiple <laughs> offers. i made them and this is you're talking three four weeks after list so i still was able to make him go to war and the guy who brought me on board trusted me because he knew i'd rep them that way yeah so if it was just another agent they would have price dipped it they probably would have got the 370 moved on i made them fight she's now saying i'm buying a house you're the guy I'm using. She's go. now saying, I didn't know you in the beginning. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean anything. Oh. You're awesome. So it was it was a cool shift. At closing, I was like, did I earn your business? She's like, yeah, you got my business You, you proved yourself. Yeah. yeah. So she goes, I don't know what I'm gonna tell my best friend, but you're buying our house. You're helping yeah. us buy the house. Um, I do mainly commercial, but I dabble in residential, as you know, when it comes yeah. to me. Um, so that story is kind of reflecting off of what you said, where Ben sold a house, then that same person brought him for land, then he sold their land then he's going to do something else with them and it's going to keep going and they're yep. going to keep referring him the game of real estate is not closing transactions in my opinion it's building good relationships it's both. and yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump <laughs> yeah, back I know, you're trying to prove a point yeah Sorry. i'm gonna jump back to that yeah. it's having that good relationship and then also being able to, able to perform 
is both going to help you get the next uh, the next uh, listing and the next opportunity. So don't just be someone who closes for them, says bye and so forth. I know that you built that relationship and rapport with yeah. them. Same for me where I had those jokes, I had those connections, I had those, I know you didn't want to hire me, I hope you're happy with my work type thing. That built a relationship. Yeah. Now I just went to closing, I just spoke a couple words and said here's the, here's the closing and goodbye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you tell some jokes, you know, here and there. and You got some good jokes. You want yeah. to hear a construction joke? Bro, are you stealing my <laughs> joke? I, I literally, <laughs> I literally, I said this joke yesterday to my clients in this this sales rep. I yeah. had them dying, bro. I was like, "Yes, I'm can, in." Can you're you say really it about to, You're really I about, was to, about to steal it. Can you say it though? It's okay. pretty funny. Okay, I'm I'm still upset with you, bro. <laughs> you you probably use this with everyone now, I huh? Didn't. I you actually, I knew you told me that. By okay. the way, I All was right. just using it against you. <laughs> Crumb. Yeah. Would you like to hear a construction joke? Yeah. What's up? I'm still working on it. <laughs> That's so so because it's the way so, it's so bad that it's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, it's actually but, really good. <laughs> or or I even Jesse are laughing. I too. think I yeah. used it before with a client. Yeah, bro, you're honest. about to cry. I see the water in your eyes. Yeah, and I, I didn't tell them that it was from you though. Yeah. I told them you want to hear a funny joke. Um, it's a good it's a good icebreaker at closing. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's you, hilarious. You gotta you gotta make a fool of yourself to just make everyone love you. I love that. Yeah. Um, and and a fool of yourself, you know within your clientele and stuff. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? In a fun way. And exactly. So yeah. so we have that. So building the relationship, building the rapport, and then closing the deals is gonna expand you in real estate. I can't em I can't emphasize how much business I've gotten from doing good business, doing good work. When somebody trusts you to sell or buy them something, their biggest investment or their biggest, uh, not their primary, but maybe their investments, if you do well with them, they're never gonna not use you again. Yeah. I know people who literally get calls 12 years later, hey, you're the one who sold my house, you're the one who helped me buy this building, can you help me sell it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Didn't happen to me because I haven't been in Ooh, it for 12 years. You know what you just reminded me of? Yeah. Remember the story of my first like big name client that I got where yeah. I was slapping myself in the face? Yeah. He hit me up again. You're kidding yeah, me. Yeah, he's, he's gonna upgrade. Wow. <laughs> upgrade? So, that yeah, wasn't that long ago. He's already upgraded? probably like three years ago, but oh, I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, these people like to When he wants to, let, let me ask you this. He wants to yeah. upgrade. Does that mean he wants to sell? He wants to, so he'll sell the one that I currently, he helped. yeah, I helped him where he's currently living in right now, and then he's gonna upgrade into a big wow. one yeah yeah there so you go right fun. there that's exciting i've had clients from two three four five years ago where they'll be like they'll come back and say the same thing yeah but i know people 10 15 20 years later who live in their primary house call an agent and say hey i want you to do this one two three you helped me years ago do you even still do real estate because it's been so long yeah you know what i mean yeah i get you know what question i get asked the most huh. people who saw when i got into real estate years ago and then call me now and say hey um are you still in real estate no I'm like, why am I not supposed to be? Like, do, am I supposed to have so failed or something? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess that's the notion people have. I'm like, yeah, I'm still in real estate. Yeah. So that's what it is. I have something real important that I want to share with everybody that I'm going to have you, Ben, chime in and also tell me what you think of it. Cool. This is why I became a real estate agent was to learn from other people's money because I didn't have the millions to start off with. Mm -hmm. And that might sound bad, Meaning like, oh, you're learning off people's money. Basically, you're not repping them the correct way or something. No, I rep them the right way. I learned and educated myself as much as possible to make sure I take care of them. But I didn't have the $3 million to go buy a shopping center. I didn't have the time period to be able to lease it out and to give the tenant improvements and all that. So I had to learn it from someone else. So when I got into real estate as an agent, my focus was to think like an investor, not as a real estate agent. 
firm believer in every single deal that's out there is an opportunity for me to also pick up, right? So right now, any deal, ever since I've been in real estate, if I saw there's an opportunity to flip it, to develop it, to hold it, to, to do whatever with it, I would look at it first as a purchase. I have clients who reach out, they wanna sell a property. If I like it, you better believe it's not hitting the market. Yeah. You get I'm gonna buy it. I'm buying it. Yeah. And it's actually a question we got on our Discord, which you guys have to join below, where they were like, have you ever sold a property that you wished you could have kept or yeah. bought? Uh -huh. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've, I have sold a property I wish I could have kept. Mm -hmm. And I was pissed. Last summer, I showed a property that I would have loved to live in. Really? Yeah. I think you spoke about that one yeah. time. Did, it for the, did, did you sell it out? Did you sell it? Um, or you helped they, them buy they, they went with another one. They they put an offer on that one, oh. but it was it was crazy. So, I got you. Yeah, but um, I helped them get another nice, one. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I helped sell a property. I helped buy a property for a client that was for 160 grand lot or it was a commercial office building it was 60 grand 160 grand let me tell you this oh my gosh in 2000 uh it was two acres okay this was in 2019 ish where at um Seagaville. okay Seagaville is like in the dallas uh county area so more 20 minutes south. from dallas yeah yeah more south southeast east yeah exactly yeah. anyways yeah. um he bought it for 160 he had to put in it maybe 30 40 he put in like 70 80 made it exotic how big was this um space? 3,580 square feet, Ooh. yeah, Okay. and two acres. And then the front had parking, and then you can go from the side to the back of the lot. So he was all in it. He could have been all in it to 200 grand. But you can't, whenever you propose something or somebody sees something or you offer something to your client, you can't really retrace and say, never mind, I want it. So he had the property in front of him already. It was already presented, so I just went on the buyer's side, yeah. buyer's rep side. This property I leased for him one year ago. He didn't plan, by the way, to lease it. He bought it so he can owner-occupy it. I leased it for him a year ago. I kid you not, January 2nd or 1st, 2021. That was a beautiful lease for the start of my year, too. Uh -huh. I leased him a five-year lease, 3% increases every single year, triple net lease, meaning he has zero responsibilities, nice. 6500 a month. Wow. The guys for, for that one space, that the 30, one, the, the whole building, yeah, yeah nice, with the two nice. acres. Uh -huh. That one property is getting him eight grand a month, uh -huh. but the triple nets are like fifteen hundred. So he's t he's netting sixty five hundred. What's his like monthly expense? His like so cutting the grass, property uh -huh. insurance for the building. Um, he has to uh, keep up with so building insurance, property taxes. Also, that's kind of basically what his property taxes, and then property his insurance, rent and or the mortgage grass. or whatever. And then his mortgage, if he has one. Yeah, yeah. he bought it cash, so he doesn't oh, have. Oh, okay, nice, yeah. nice. Um, now, really cutting the grass and that stuff, the guy does Not himself, yeah. you know okay. what I'm saying? Nice. Um, and it's, it's all asphalted, so there really isn't grass. I was just trying to see how much he was cash flowing, but I guess. Oh, I'm about to tell you the number. Yeah. When I look at it, I drool. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking 6,500 net, and he has 3% increases yearly, which be, is supposed to be inflation. I don't know if it would this year, but it's phenomenal lease. He's 78 grand net a year on a 200k not investment bad. his return is a 40 percent wow and it's not leveraged not bad. Getting even if he gets a loan he'll probably be like 50 60 70 percent hey man real estate this is where the money is man oh my this is where God. the money is it's so money to be made that's my as answer an agent to, as yeah. an investor mm -hmm. as both yeah dude it's uh that's real estate for you it's wild so um that's something that i regret not picking up that's a, a big regret 
He's making great money. I'm super happy for him, yeah, by the you way. You helped him buy it, and then you helped him lease it out. So mm -hmm. you're making money there. Let me just run this number just to give value to the audience. So $78,000 in this current market in that area probably will sell at a seven cap. So let me tell you what it's worth today. 78 grand. Hmm. Explain to the audience what a cap rate is. It's basically your return on investment. So if you're selling it for seven at a seven cap, you're basically making 7% on your money. So does the higher cap rate mean um, Higher better? cap mate means, uh, it's a good point, higher cap rate is better for a buyer, worse for a seller. Okay. For a seller, you wanna sell at a lower cap rate because you're giving that buyer less returns, meaning you're getting more on the sale. His property is 1.1 million now. He paid 200 two years ago based on the lease because um, gotcha. commercial real estate say, whoa yeah in commercial real estate it's all about the numbers at the end of the day if the lease is good then people will buy so is he going to sell it he's not no, Hold no. On. he never sells his assets dude you know what i'm trying to do right now people who have uh signed to build a home like who did it a year ago and their home is like complete now trying to get them to turn around and sell it because <laughs> they're they're up nice, so much on nice. on the equity um but a lot of them have like <laughs> been waiting for so long like they're in love with the home mm -hmm. they're like no i don't want to sell it like i've been waiting this long but i can imagine you pulling up dude I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna convince one person at least to be like no let's like let's turn around and let's flip it just because i mean it would be smart business move yeah i feel like ben will pull him like hey were you interested in uh, selling your home yeah good it's, market it's right worth now. this much yeah you paid this much i helped the client buy a home for six hundred and uh thirty nine thousand uh-huh in 2020 2019-ish, okay. ending 2020, maybe 2020. And uh, he said that six, seven, eight months later, someone knocked on his door and told him 850, we're interested. Me and my wife love it. And there's no homes from Grand Homes in the area. And then he calls me and he goes, I may sell it. What can I find? And I told him the cheapest thing that'll match you is 1.1. One, one, one. Wow. And he's like, there's no point then. Yeah. You get what I mean? It's wild, man. It's wild. Dude, um, let's talk about another deal that I did. Nice, A what's home up? In Crazy, dude. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Home in McKinney. I've, I've been doing a lot of deals in McKinney. Nice. McKinney's a good area. Um, we listed it for a 395. It's in a good area. It's uh, Craig Ranch. Are you familiar? Okay. I'm not, no. It's really nice uh, community in uh, McKinney. But we listed it for 395. This home needs a lot of work. And 395. Uh, at, at 395. Fun fact, they paid 170 for it 10 years ago. Mm. One, which so they almost I, doubled up. Yeah, doubled yeah, up. Yeah, I uh, I pulled the the past sales. Like, oh my god, that's crazy. Like, yeah, you could buy homes that cheap back then. So they paid one seventy for it. We listed it for three ninety five. Guess what it's contracted for? This this will three ninety five. No, this will just go to show how crazy the market is. Four twenty. Four eighty. Four eighty. What's that? Eighty five thousand dollars over ask. That is ridiculous. It's insane, bro. It's insane. We had... And it needs work? It needs work. Oh, yeah. my God. But I'm pretty sure the person who's buying it is going to put in some work and then lease it out. Interesting. I, I think it's an investor. But how do you... How do you Dude, it's... Half it a million no dollar sense. investment? It I don't like those. I think they're too expensive. Well... People in Cali will laugh at us. They're like, we buy a one and a half million dollar investment. Yeah. It's just... That, like, mil? this property is not worth that much, dude. Man. But, I mean, I guess it will be to him because mm -hmm. rents are higher now, too. So, he'll make it worth it. It's just, man, it's crazy. It's, it's but I, I'm so yeah. happy for my seller. She's, she's ecstatic. She's chilling, so. huh? Yeah, dude. She's like, <laughs> I did not expect this. She's going to move into her new home. So, yeah, that dude, is awesome. Yeah, I crazy. think that um, I'm a, f you know, I love buying rentals for residential from 150K to 250K tops. That's nice. just only what I want to be in. Three, four, five, six hundred k homes. I'm not interested. Bigger homes, bigger maintenance, bigger problems. I feel, um, but 
in this new market, it's like if you can, the 150 to 250K home I once liked to buy is now 300. Mm -hmm. So it's it's all shifting. People in Cali will laugh or other places that are more expensive, but that's just how it is. Crazy stuff. And also there's this, this is a huge point. From what I saw or uh, read yesterday, mortgage interest rates are at going up 4.02%. Yeah. 4.02% mortgage interest rates. They're saying just last year, the same day of yesterday, which February 10 or something They're like the that, 2.8. Yeah. I had, uh, yeah. not, not the main mortgage guy I used, but another one, he, he sent me a voice memo and he was saying that they're gonna be at 4%. I was like, dang, like that came quick. Bro, that's hefty. Yeah. That's insane. It, it, it so they're, they're saying that it added on a median priced home, on an average priced home, $250 a month what, more. What's an average price home? This was just generally speaking. So I don't so know probably, what they I don't know what they're like 350? 350k? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I don't know if they were talking Texas or Dallas or mm -hmm. anywhere. That's just what the sure. the article I was reading. It didn't specify. Yeah. But we're just going to assume whatever it might be, 250 a month more on your bills. And they're saying this is aside from inflation and all the other costs that are going up. Mm. And they're saying people who have set salaries now you're paying 250 more if you want a home. Plus, you have more inflation to your car insurance, your house insurance, your food and all that. Everything. It's pricing people out big time. Yeah. And they're saying purchasing power got a lot weaker now. Yeah, purchasing power. But I mean, on the flip side, rents are, are up too. So it's like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, it's, rents, it's a weird situation. They're saying rents lag behind the market. So if this is up, they're saying it's going to come up even more. And that's yeah. what the bet is too for a lot of people buying um, so a lot of people buying multifamily right now at 3%, so three percent. So three three a cap rate of three. Okay, that's what they're oh, buying wow. them at. Okay. So three caps. So they're buying them at that, assuming it'll become a five cap when the rents actually catch up. Gotcha. That's what their bet is. I can't even believe someone will buy, will invest thirty, forty million for a three cap, but people just want to park their money. Yeah. So that's Real just how it is. Just, I mean, it's pretty safe, so that's why. Yeah. yeah. They say multifamily in uh, Texas, uh, Dallas specifically, was the fastest growing and the hottest investment um, in 2021. Wow. Yeah. So we're booming out here. If you guys aren't over here, you should be here, but I don't know if we got any space for y'all. There's no more builders I'm, I'm uh, helping able to keep up. People from Jersey, that's who I was with yesterday. They're moving oh, from really? Jersey. Yeah. So wow. everyone's coming here. I had, a, I had a client from, uh, from New Jersey who reached out, wanted me to help them and so forth. And then they changed their mind. So maybe it's a client that you stole from me. Probably. <laughs> I'm like, where did they go? Ben's like walking to the show uh -huh. houses. Yeah. Like, this guy took up. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, these clients, they're actually, uh, it's funny, we we're talking about TikTok. They're, they're actually really big on TikTok. Mm. Yeah, TikTok and uh, the Instagram reels. Nick wow. can get paid for Instagram reels. I heard. I never yeah. knew. I don't. I don't know the numbers. Yeah. But I heard. So they're real big on that. They, you know, what's funny is they were actually on YouTube and they transitioned over to doing this. They're like, no, nah, we like uh, TikTok and uh, Instagram reels more. So they kind of stopped YouTube. Yeah. Wow. They're like, this is much easier. It's not as much editing, and it's like quick. You know what I mean? It's like ten second clips. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, Did yeah. they they found you from social? Yes. Social media. And they're they're gonna build a uh, a new home. That is awesome. Yeah. So. They must be doing it right. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Happy for them. Very nice. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. As a real estate agent, should you focus on just your niche or niche or however someone will say it? Should um, you just do residential? Should you just do commercial? If that's what you do, just do that. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, if you're mostly doing residential but you get a good commercial lead, why not take it on? Uh, assuming you know how to do commercial deals because obviously they're they're a little bit different 
Um, but I would take on anything, especially starting off mm. like as a new agent, like take anything you can get. Even if it's a lease lead that's, you know, an hour away, that's not going to pay you anything. Mm-hmm. Still do it because who knows, maybe a year later that person will turn into a buyer and you'll make, you know, 10, 20 grand. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh, take you, on anything. Take on anything. Yes. At your, your level and scale right now, uh-huh. would you take on anything or do you stay focused on what you're good at? Because um, I know you can do anything. We know yeah, that. Yeah, man. But would you take on anything? So I, at this point in my career, six years in, I take on what I want to take on mm-hmm. and anything else I give to my team, which gotcha. is the beauty of having a team because if if I kept going at the pace I was going at, like in the previous years with the amount of business I have now, I would literally run myself into the ground. Like How it, many closings do you have in good. February? It's gonna be so far, we're in February 11, yeah. 12. So. so far we've closed six, I have five more. So 11 for the month of February. Yeah, and February is the shortest (laughs) month of the year too. Uh, What's that? So (laughs) funny how you said that. (laughs) If you close 11 deals in February, which is 28 days, what's that? A closing every like 2.3 days, something like that. Isn't that crazy to think of? Oh, that's a good statistic. Yeah, like every 2.3 days I sold a home. Like someone will do the the correct math. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's probably something like that. Oh, they'll correct you. They will. That's okay. (laughs) They'll correct you. Guys, 28 days, 11 closings. What's the exact number of homes sold per week? Let us know. That's hilarious. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, dude, great month, great month. That's awesome. I, I think that do you take on any business is an interesting one because let's say for me i'm commercial real focused but i still take on residential if it came to me because i feel like it's it's not hard to do yeah and the market right now um is good for listing so i'm not going to say no 100 percent. yeah as a new agent or as an experienced agent i like what you said so you'll basically take on anything but you'll pass it to your teammates and Which who is, can pick it up better you know the the beauty of you know where i'm at right now yeah but I have all this business coming in and I have great people around me that, you know, even if I pass it along, I, I trust that my people will do it right. So, nice. Yeah, dude, it, it comes with time. Yeah. And as yeah. a new agent, I would, uh, I would make sure that I have someone who can help me take on whatever that may be. If it's, if I'm doing residential and a commercial deal came, cause you don't want to do, uh, you don't want to do disservice to that person who's hiring you. Yeah, you don't exactly. want to just take it to take it, list it. And then them saying, why isn't it selling? And you're like, because it's overpriced. Then you sell it, sell it 100, 200 cheaper and you really did them wrong. You just didn't market it right or do it right. Right. Maybe. You got to be careful on that. No. Speaking of marketing it right, marketing yourself. What do you feel as a real estate agent that you need to do to market yourself? I have some you know thoughts here. How do you market yourself? Great question. Who are you? Yeah, great question. Are you the commercial realtor? the residential luxury realtor? Are you the the lower priced point realtor? Are you the investor realtor? This is a question that I wanna bounce with you, yeah. how I kind of, how I perceive it, how um, things are for us. You know, who are you? And I think that's huge for someone who's trying to get business. Building a personal brand is almost everything in real estate. It's how you separate yourself from everyone else. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, I mean, we harp on social media. Yeah. Obviously, part of your building your brand is being consistent on social media. I think you need to be posting something every single day. Interesting. If it's a tour, if it's a market update, which is, you know, interest yeah. rates are going up, you know, whatever it is, if it's a closing, like be posting every single day to re- remind people like this is what you do, this is how you get paid and you're here to help them out. You know I love I mean? it. Um, I always market that I can help at all price points because I want to capture everyone. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm a luxury realtor when 
you know, you can make, you can do a million dollar closing selling three, $300,000 homes, three, mm -hmm. yeah. $333,000. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot easier to do than doing a, a single million dollar home Got just it. because it's more volume. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I said that I do all price points because you can still do those big numbers even with smaller homes. I love it. Which is it. very important. Like don't pigeonhole yourself. Unless, so, like, so your posts, um, so you're saying who you are. Right, exactly. By telling them I do all price points. Exactly, exactly. And I want to um, touch on the luxury market because a lot of people ask, how do I get into luxury market? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a lot of connections, a good way to get into the luxury market is find a listing within your brokerage, a higher end listing, mm -hmm. do an open house for it. Nice. That literally puts you in front of all these high net worth people because mm -hmm. they're coming in, you know, to see the home and, and whatnot. And maybe one of them does not have an, yeah. an agent. Um, if your brokerage doesn't have any, go to these new build communities, go to the builders. You can do open houses for them. They, wow. they won't say no. Yeah. Wow. So I actually uh, did a lot of that um, my first two years in the business. I would, Good info. I would host open houses for new build communities. Dude, uh -huh. so you were hustling. Always, bro. Like, I, I know you hustle, but you were, like, that's hustling. That's, that's, that's not making any money, but hustling still. If like, you want to get in thing. front of that audience, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Mm. So that's a really good way to get in front of the luxury market. If you don't, like I said, if you're not connected and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. I love that. And I want to make sure that people know this one thing. You can get $1 million house and make 30 grand commission, three $332,000 homes. Yeah. Which is get, a lot easier to do. Okay. Yeah. Which make 30 grand commission from that. But here's the difference. Three in one. Three different clients, three different markets, three different neighborhoods, three different lenders, three different title companies, three, three different, different inspectors, everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. How much more doors will this open for you? Yeah, good maybe point. maybe a, not maybe three potential more doors than this one door. Yeah. Um, so people get caught up with, I'm selling. Uh, like I was talking to a guy, he's like, I'm a single agent. I sold till now, uh, 2021, 90 homes. I was like, nice. Yeah. You know what his response was? But they're lower priced homes. I was like, and? He's like 100, 300 K homes, right? I was like, you're, you're crushing it. You're doing great now. Take that same market that you have, expand the team and start doing two, 300 of those in volume. There's nothing wrong with that. You, you do 90 homes, that's gonna lead to 300 more deals because yeah. all of those people are gonna, if you did a good job, they're gonna tell their friends, their family. So it's, it's gonna pay dividends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I don't want people, I feel like people get shy where they're like, you know, they think that because they're at a lower price point of a, as a realtor. Close what you can, make that money. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, touching on the marketing yourself, who are you? Like, who? how do you market yourself? If, if you go to Ben's page, that's what you wanna make sure that you understand when you look at Ben's page, is he real estate? Is he somebody in luxury real estate? Is he someone in all price point real estate? When you go to Karam's page, do you see commercial? Do you see investments? Do you see residential? What do you see? If you see something that's not what they talk about, then they're doing a mistake on how they're marketing themselves or who they are. Make sense? So everybody who has a page or a personal brand online should be pushing out what it is that they want to come in. Absolutely. So you know so, what I'm doing more of? No. Well, I'm actually posting less of me and just straight real estate mm, content. Yeah, I'm, got I'm it. blasting it out, dude. I, just because I want to have a giant year this year. That's awesome. Like last year was great, but I want to like kill it this year. So nice. it's like- You got a me, big goal this year too, I know. Yeah, so let me like let me flood them with like this real estate stuff. I'm going Gary V mode, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah. Flooding them with the but content. But you flood with some pretty real yeah, estate stuff yeah, though. No, it's, it's, it's uh, calculated and it's, strategized um but yeah dude i'm posting a lot more content now. nice yeah. I, I love that yeah. um i think that 
you know, if you're that investor realtor, post fix and flips, you know, post value add properties, post uh, wholesale deals that you find or that you come across, you're connected with, and then you're gonna attract those followers. Maybe I follow you because I'm like, oh, I wanna buy some of these deals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good point. Luxury real estate, post luxury real estate, commercial real estate, post commercial real estate. Personally, me, I don't do that well with uh, posting what I do. Um, not because I don't know I need to do that, but more because I'm just so focused on the real life business that I tend not to go and post like this shopping center or this, uh, I just signed a lease here. I feel like it's just so much more work on me right now that I can't handle. But in general, who are you is the question I want everybody to answer for themselves. And I think that'll help you guys out. It's a good one, um, man. I like that. My man. Yeah, my man. This is going to be big advice for realtors. Are you ready for this? Your I'm favorite ready. part? Yes. Taxes. Ooh. You know you love paying taxes, right? Love it. All right. So My favorite. It's your favorite part of the year yeah. or favorite part of the quarter. Yeah. So then you go quarterly. When you make a $20,000 commission check, okay, you're happy, right? What do you do with the 20K? I, um, I set aside 40% for taxes at least. Dang, you answered it too good. I didn't want you to give me such a good answer. Yeah, it's <laughs> so really it's yep. gonna be more, and I'm not saying this to brag, um, but I'm in the highest tax bracket, and then there's, <laughs> you're smiling all big. <laughs> no, and then because I like it. <laughs> and then there's a self-employment tax on top of that. So I'm actually paying more than half of what I make. It's oh my like, God. it's around like 52%, um, but with write-offs and stuff, I sit around like 40% yeah. is what I have good to point. pay. Good point, yeah, 35 to 40%. Very good so, point. Anything I make, I set aside 40% and I'm like, peace, like you're going to pay Uncle Sam. Sucks, is it a different bank it account or same bank account? But same, just same bank account, I just kind of separate it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he answered it real good. I was uh, hoping he didn't answer it that good, even though I knew this, he knew. This is what I do. Because I was trying to give them back the value, but I'm gonna still do it. <laughs> Here, me, I just made $20,000. Uh -huh. Woohoo. Go blow that's, it all at the strip that, club. That's that's post that's uh post uh brokerage split. So I already paid right. the brokerage splits. No. I made twenty grand. Goes in my bank account. We don't go to strip clubs, by the way. I know. I, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> what, what did you just say? I said a stuff for a lot. I guess. Okay. Yeah. You're probably, sorry, not, sorry. I threw that in there. I was. No, no, it's nothing. Just, just having fun. So check this: twenty thousand dollars in my bank account. I then say what? I'm like, okay, I have twenty k. I can spend it on my bills. Uh -huh. I can buy things with it. It's my 20K. Yeah. But it's really not. It's really not. At the end of the year, guess what happens? At the end of the year, I'm like, I have to pay this much taxes, crap. Where am I gonna get all this money from? But the reality was I should have done what you did. Set it aside. Set it aside. Very important. Huge advice for anybody who's in real estate and business and anything that you do. Any money that you make, Maybe you're not that experienced with your taxes yet, or you don't know which bracket you're gonna be in, but please put that money aside so you don't get slapped at the end of the year or at the end of the quarter and realize- It'll slap you. It'll it slap will you. slap you. Yeah. Uh, meet Kevin. If you guys don't know him, big financial YouTuber. Um, he was paying the IRS a, uh, a bill of, I think, 3.7 million just a couple months back. Yeah. And you're paying that much, you know how much you're making, sure. right? But he had to dish that out. Like, can you even comprehend it? Like, you, you, you know, if you're paying a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars in taxes, it's unbelievable amount of money. Yeah. You're like, man, I can do so much with that. It's essentially like the IRS is your partner. Could have bought my IRS all cash, man. You still interested uh, in that? Okay. Still, but I'm, I'm waiting. They're That's saying they're not going to make a new one for at least a year, just because of the shortages. Um, you had a hurricane the other day, right? You yeah. were whooping on a hurricane. I, I drove it. Yeah, my buddy, he just started a uh, luxury uh, rental service, so. 
That was uh, part of his fleet, and he he let me drive wow. it. So, yeah, Can I shot you please it tell out. me the experience? It was fun, dude. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I like big cars, though. So I think that just um, made it more that I wanted to have an Urus. Oh, it made yeah. you want to... Were you switched yeah. in that car? I was, and it, it's it's just... It's so small, dude. It's like yeah. any any move you make, like, yeah, it, it wouldn't be good. Did you, um, did you press on it? Yeah, yeah. I, That's interesting. I gassed it. Um, but yeah, it made me want an a, uh, Urus even more, just because you still have Lamborghini, but you're in a bigger car. Yeah. And the Urus, it just has so much more, like, utility to it. You know You don't I mean? like the Audi... Um, I think it's the SQA or RSQA or something like that. It, it looks like the Urus has the same cool. chassis it's, from what I know. They call it the poor man's Urus. Oh. Yeah, it actually is the same chassis. Yeah, um, but no, it's man. so funny that yeah. poor man's, even though it's so expensive. Yeah, but yeah. it's comparing what, them. Those to are like, what, like one fifty? Yeah, like one fifty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're cool. But yeah, dude, yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. So um, that's what I want to get across to all of you guys is is your taxes. It's important if you're making fifty grand, if you're making a hundred grand, if you're making two hundred grand, if you're making more, put that money aside so you don't get hit hard. As ten ninety nine, we're basically. We have to do our taxes ourselves. Every single dollar that we bring in, we have to do it ourselves. And if we do not you know, work with that money correctly, you're gonna be flipped upside down, spending that money, not realizing it's really not your money. Blowing money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, blowing um, money. If you make 200 grand, for example, this year, taxes on that is, let's just say 50 grand. So you're gonna, you're gonna have in your bank 200. You're gonna feel so happy and so rich only to realize that you have 50K from that that's owed, and then you really have 150 that you can plan your life with. At least 50. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Many aren't realizing that, and I think that's important for you guys to know. All right, so I think we gave them some pretty good stuff. Yeah, I how love you how feeling? we went from uh, taxes to Lambos, and then back to taxes, oh, yeah. we, we brought it back in. Those <laughs> there, There yeah. is ways to do uh, write-offs for taxes, buying Lamborghinis and buying the G-Wagons and the Rolls Royces. Um, not tax advice, I'm not a CPA. You need to consult one, but I know that if a, if a vehicle weighs more than 6,000 pounds and it's a business expense, you can completely write it off. Yep. Some cool stuff. Dude, do you remember the story about Grant Cardone and his private jet? Um, I know about it, but I don't know like what story in specific. The, he So he bought this private jet and he tax deducted it because mm. I mean, he takes it for his conferences and everything. I think he literally said like, it took like five years of taxes. Like he doesn't have to pay five years of taxes because he wrote this off. It's wow. like it's like mind blowing, dude. It's like, it is because yeah. his let's say his jet's one fifty mil. He just write he if, if this if this year yeah. his tax liability was twenty million, he still has one thirty million left. Yeah. Next year twenty million, one ten million yeah. left. It was probably like sixty, but the yeah. the jet. Yeah. Yeah. The the yachts, that's where he gets like a hundred million, oh, two hundred okay, million. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so still it's it's wild. Yeah. yeah, I know a lot of people buy G Wagons, they weigh over six thousand pounds. Yeah. Write um, it off. Yeah, they write it off, and they just I, there's ways you have to do you have to do that. Yeah. You can still write it off if it's not less than six thousand pounds, but I think you only get twenty five percent of the deduction, gotcha. not the whole hundred percent. Gotcha. So that's just some um, hopefully value for you guys. We're jumping into questions. Nice. Some good questions. Listen to this, Hector Ramirez from the Discord. By the way, link below. He's asking this question in the Discord. Go join. You guys have to join there. Yeah. What are some mistakes you made or valuable lessons learned through experience when you were starting out in real estate? Some mistakes that were made when you were starting off and experiences that you learned. There was my first deal. um, I was representing the seller and he was going to give a credit back to the buyers um, for some repairs and stuff. It was like a thousand bucks and the amendment was not executed. 
and the buyer's agent was a big stickler about it. And so at the time of closing, I didn't know how to read like a closing disclosure or anything. Yeah. So that thousand dollars was not reported on the closing statement. It's like the, the amendment was never executed, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, I had to come out of pocket that thousand dollars to like really? keep my seller happy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's something I learned like real quick. Like you got to execute everything because that's very important. Mm-hmm. That's literally how you like you get the deal done. And um, yeah, man. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, a lot of people have transaction coordinators, but they think they pay three, four, five hundred bucks yeah, a deal. On your first deal, I mean. No, no, not for that. I'm just yeah. saying in general, just on top of that, if those are wondering, um, what they do is they'll just keep, I guess, your, they'll make sure the amendments are executed, the contracts in order, all that stuff. For me personally, um, sometimes I don't keep up with it because there's so much going on and I lose it and I'm like, where's the executed mm-hmm. amendment? I mm-hmm. forgot to download there's it. There's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. So those are, those are good things to have. I wouldn't say this is a mistake that I learned or something, but just a valuable lesson that I learned is surround myself with that person who can give me answers quick. Nice. There are so much moments I didn't know what to do. I was just literally stuck. And thankfully, I was able to have those people who can give me answers. But there's a time where there was a really big deal that I was working, and I got an answer two days later. And it really stressed me out for those two days. And I couldn't get a legit answer. I had to reach out to so many people. So many people had different opinions. So my advice would be make sure that you're with a solid brokerage. You have solid people around you and that you can get the right advice as quick as you need. Because when you're less experienced, things get tougher on you when they pop up. So you want to make sure you have someone who can back you up. Yeah. Important things for a new agent to have a good broker or team leader that Mm -hmm. can answer your questions. A good lender that can answer your questions around the clock. It's very important nice. if your if your client has a uh, a loan question, you like you got to get back to them, and then a good title rep. I Who, love it. Yeah, you, those are you, very important. You need very, all of those important. people. Yeah. I didn't know how important it was, and I learned this last week or two weeks ago. Imagine years into, it and I just learned this: how important it is to fight to have your title company on the deal. Mm. So when I'm repping a seller. Usually, it's almost always that I'm uh, that we're using our title company. Yeah. Now, sometimes if a buyer's paying title policy, they get picky and they say we want to pick ours. Right, because we're gonna pay. And if they're yeah. paying it, you're just like cool. Now it's like you're paying for it, and we're still using my title company. Number one, I found out that every time I go to a different title company that's not mine, I'm getting charged five hundred twenty-five dollars escrow fee. Yeah. My client's getting charged that. My title company is three hundred three twenty-five. Come. Off the bat, I'm saving my client 200 bucks by just using our title company. On top of that, title companies that are not good at what they do can screw your deal, big time. And there's like thousands of title companies. Oh my God. So I'm super aggressive with that now. Like you want your title company, I'm gonna really battle with it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I like being able to text my guy at like 9 p.m. if I have to like, hey, like I need a net sheet or I have a question on this and I know he'll get back to me like that. So important. Very, very nice. Yeah. Hopefully that helps y'all. Hector and you uh, got value from that. He's in the Discord, so any questions he has, if he had that question, he sent it, and me and Ben saw it right after this podcast, we would answer it for him. Nice. That's the perks in there, so that's awesome. All right, so we have another one. Hmm. Favorite, we have this one. So I kind of answered this one already, which is from The Solution. That's their name. Favorite property you both have sold that you wish you could have kept for yourself? Laughing face. For me, it was the commercial building in Seagaville that is a 40% cash on cash return. I think you said that it was that nice house. Oh, I have a, a client, I helped him build a really cool home. Um, and they were kind of flirting with the idea of selling it. Mm-hmm. So I think if they sell it, I'll probably wanna wanna buy it. Wow, yeah, they're, really? they're gonna upgrade too. 
So um, they're going to go from an already nice house to an even nicer home. Nice. But that, that probably won't take place for, I would think, maybe not like a year or so. You think you'll move out of your current house? Like you think maybe. that um, if, you would I mean, rent it or you yeah, would sell if I, it? If I can, I would, I would sell it. I would just cash out. Okay. I don't want to be a landlord right now, and I don't really want to hire a management company. Got you. Yeah, that's just me. I want to like move on with it. You Keep know your I mean? money flowing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I hear you. If, if they list that or if they tell me they want to sell it, then yeah. Do you think that, this is not relating to the question, but are you a fan of 5% down, 10% down, 20% down, 50% buying it all cash? I'm a fan of doing what makes sense for you. Mm. If you can put down 20% and not pay PMI, private mortgage insurance, um, go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if you have the means to do that. If you're a first-time home buyer and you can only put down 3%, which is if yeah. you are a first-time home buyer, that can be your minimum, then do that. It, you feel Do whatever you feel most comfortable with. Nice. That's, that's what I'm a fan of. I yeah. love that. Stefan or Steven? S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Stefan or Steven? I'm going Steven. I'm going Stefan. Okay. Just because you went Steven. Yeah. Steven underscore Valdez underscore realtor. Okay. So we know he's a realtor. Yeah. It's in his name. Yeah. When y'all started getting all this money from real estate, <laughs> what was your reaction? Hmm. Oh, I got a really good Finally. answer. Finally. Finally, <laughs> yeah. nice. Nah, like about time. This is about to, this is something I've been waiting. My reaction was, I knew I just had to stay in it long enough. Yeah, I swear yeah. to God, I that was I was happen. like, yeah. I was like, I knew that I had to power through. I knew I had to keep doing it. I knew, I knew, I knew. I love. Let's came. touch on that. Just okay. powering through. Mm. That is so important with any aspect in life. Nice. You just gotta you gotta man up and you gotta power through it. It gets tough for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Things get tough for everyone. You got to power through it and you got to make it happen. You get messages on social media all the time yeah. saying like, you know, I'm tired and I feel like giving up. Everyone is tired. Newsflash, everyone nice. is tired. Nice. Yeah. You got to power through it. I love that you said that. Everybody, everybody's tired. That's, that's a quality that will separate you from everyone. Because when things get hard, 99% of people are going to throw in the towel. They're going to be like, I quit. I'm done. This is too hard. How does the 1% become the 1%? They don't inherit it or, mm. you know, win the Powerball, whatever. Yeah. They become the 1% by working their ass off and by powering through it. Nice. That's how you become part of the 1%. 1 million percent. And I yeah. always I always preach this, guys. You're having a bad day, not a bad life. Power through that day, that, that week, that weekend, that month, and I promise you things will get better. It's just a bad day, yeah. not a bad life. I, I may have talked about this on the last podcast, um, but something that helps me a lot right now is if I'm in a stressful situation, I think to myself, is this gonna matter a week from now? Is this gonna matter a month from now? If the answer is no, why are you so stressed about it? Just, nice. just make it happen. I love it. Just make it happen. That is so powerful in and of itself. That's a mindset thing. It's too. a mindset thing and it, you're looking at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Because when you're frustrated, you're looking at the smaller picture, like, oh, this person pissed me off, you know, whatever. You gotta look at the bigger picture. Is this gonna matter a week from now or a month from now? If not, dude, who cares? Dude, like, I love just, that. just make it happen and keep moving. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Do you, uh, have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and said something? Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm really? all about hyping yourself up. Yeah, dude. Nice. Yeah, I'm all about that. That's yeah, cool. there's, I mean, there's, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like you got to, I feel like it's, uh, I, I see, I see you doing that. Yeah, yeah. I do it too. It's important. And, uh, sometimes I just get super hyped up, but I feel like if you're not your biggest 
cheerleader, quote unquote, then who will be, who will be, and yeah. who is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, we, we support each other. We're there for each other and everything. But at the end of the day, when the deals in the life and the things get tough, mm -hmm. you got to pick yourself up. Yeah. You can't always rush to somebody especially, else. Especially, especially if you're a man, like no one is going to come to save you. Nice. You got to save yourself. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what I think though is, you know, in, in business in general, Everybody has those tough days. Everybody has those overwhelming times. And uh, I think that many people don't realize that until you put it in perspective for them. They think that it's just them going through that thing. That's so important that you said that because literally everyone is going through something. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors in anyone's life. You know what I mean? Unless they're telling us. 100%. Um, but yeah, everyone goes through something. It's not just you. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. Steven or Stefan, underscore Valdez, underscore Realtor, Great question. Hope yes. that answered it for you. Ooh, this one's pretty good. I like this Ooh. one. The Xavier Martin. And it's a it's with an X, so I don't know how I knew it's Xavier, but I learned that a while back. What makes <laughs> someone decide to get into commercial over residential and vice versa? I did that transition. What made me decide that is I wasn't that happy doing residential. You get what I'm saying? Just if you feel like you're doing good at what you do. No then stick with it. If you're happy with it, stick with it. If you're not happy with it, then transition if you're blessed and able to transition. I was doing residential. I wasn't too happy doing it. I switched over to commercial and I just, you know, focus on that, but dabble into residential here and there. And that's, that makes me happy because I don't do what didn't make me happy in residential. Nice. Makes sense? Ben, for you, you're doing residential. You're happy with it. You're doing extremely well. So you're chilling. Yeah, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, that's pretty it's much just, my answer. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the answer to that is people get caught up and like, oh, commercial makes more money. Commercial's cooler. Commercial has bigger ten million dollar deals. Um, actually, residential's cooler. They don't say that about commercial, but it's not like that. A hustler's a hustler. They're gonna make money in commercial. They're gonna make money in residential. I know real estate agents who are residential making way more than commercial. I know commercial making way more than a residential. Yeah. It's just who works hard. Yeah. So don't go after the money if you think it's for the money. All right, we got this guy. His name is, guy. he has an X, but I know his name because I actually know him. His name is Ahmed. Okay. I say it with the nice, Arabic nice accent. Accent, yeah. Hadi. Haram. So, Ahmed, <laughs> Ahmed Hadi. How do you deal with difficult clients? Is there a point where you decide to drop them? I just recently had to do that. I don't want to get too, too much into it, though. You told me there was something going on a week or two ago. Is it time to say it or not time? No, or are you still working? It's it? not time. Crap. Okay. It's not time. <laughs> By the so, way, I pulled stuff out of uh, Ben. If you guys like that, if you guys appreciate yeah. me doing that, give us a like, give us a share, give us a comment, and show some love for that. And then tell me that you like what I do so I can keep doing it to him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes it's very rare you have to say goodbye to a client. You have to be like, you know what? This isn't working out. I think it would probably be best if you use someone else. Now, like I said, that's rare. That doesn't happen yeah, very often, yeah. but it does happen. But it does happen. So, um, yeah, that, that was part of his question. What was the other part? Just before I give you the other part, uh -huh. there was a podcast I was listening to years ago. There's a sales podcast. And he said, you have to know when you need to fire your client. Yeah. You actually have an opportunity to fire your client if you feel the time, the effort, the energy you're putting into it is just not giving you what you uh -huh. need back from it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a uh, relationship back and forth. Even that, just like you got to value your peace of mind, man. Ooh, that's that's more important. Like you got to value your Big. peace of mind. If if what you're working on is disrupting your peace of mind, 
got to cut it out, man. Because come on, like guys, you're going to work hard to make that five, fifty, hundred grand from that one client, and you have no peace of mind. You when you get the money, yeah, it's great, but you're just the, the hell you pissed. went through. Yeah, yeah the hell you went yeah, through. You're, you're going like, to hate the business, and it's it's not good. It's not good. I like it's that. Not yeah. a good path to go down. You answered it for him because he said, "How do you deal with difficult clients?" And then is there a point where you decide to drop them? And it's just when the peace of mind and it's just not working out. Yeah. Um, my answer is, is is the same exact thing to that. There's I have several clients right now where every month I'm like I'm firing them. That's it. That's it. That's it. They're fired, and I just power through, power yeah. through. They're not affecting my peace of mind, but they just did something I really didn't like, and maybe it slashed my commission. Maybe they did something that wasn't using me. Maybe they they make me do more than I should. But I'm like I'm making money from them. Yeah. So I have to stick with it. Yeah. So uh, you you have to balance it out. Mm-hmm. There's some you got to stick with. And then, like I said, on the rare occasions, there are some where your peace of mind is worth way more than the commission. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, we'll well, leave what it you that. said is powerful, Ben, by the way. Let's hear it. Don't let the thing make you hate the business. Yeah. Because that could, that could. It will happen. Yeah. It, it will could. happen. Yeah. Good stuff. Hopefully that answered it yeah. and gave value to you. I like this one a lot. Jeff Sajang got the keys. Jeff Sajang. No, Jeff Sajang got the keys. Nice. Really cool question. I think it's great. Walk us through a transaction from sending the buyer rep to closing. Sending the buyer rep to closing, I don't understand, but I guess if you're a buyer rep, he wants us to take it from being a buyer rep to closing. Fun fact, I don't make my buyer sign buyer reps. Oh, he's talking about a buyer rep? Yeah, buyer representation. Oh, okay, okay, so he's talking about, okay, good thing that you you put, okay. So from sending the buyer rep, okay, so he's saying, what is the, the transition from you just had somebody sign a buyer's representation step agreement. One step step one. Yeah. So you send them a buyer's representation agreement to let them represent you, meaning yeah. they can't use another realtor. You're entitled to and that commission. If they do, then they have to pay you a commission. Okay. Step. So he's saying from there all the way to closing. I love this question. We got to take it slow and it's let's good. do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's take it. First slow. thing that Ben said. This is pretty fun. I love these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first thing that Ben said. I do not and remember. Th- this, is, this is just this is just personal. I don't make my clients sign the buyer rep. I'm one. touching on that. I don't yeah. remember ever doing that. Yeah. I didn't even. Oh, so you don't I do that either. I didn't even know what he said. Like gotcha. I couldn't comprehend it. Yeah, some some <laughs> agents do because you know it binds it binds yeah. the client to you, um, so they won't run away. Dude, um, I did not use it at I all. Don't, I don't like them feeling like they're there's an objection, like they have to use me. You know what I mean? Because if, if for whatever reason it doesn't work out, like I want them to go about their way and I go about my way. And, um, and, and trust me, if I know a client's bumping with another bunch of other realtors, I know that already. I can tell and I'll know yeah. that early on and I just will will delegate my efforts according. And it's also awkward when you're meeting someone for the first time and you're like, here, sign this piece of paperwork that binds you to me. It's just, I don't know, it's not my thing. Um, but a, yeah. there, there's no right or way about it. That's just what I do. I met a random guy at Starbucks never heard of him never knew him he uh-huh. never knew me random complete yeah. random i don't even know i think he called me off of a sign and he wanted me to help him lease out a commercial space um, met him there and everything and i actually took a buyer's rep with me oh nice this is the first time ever maybe uh-huh. 2018 19 yeah. was it a big deal and you were kind of it, it was it was nothing really? i was what, just, what I was, made you want to do the buyer's rep you were just like this is probably a good idea or i was a new agent i oh, had no okay. clue what i'm yeah. doing well that's what the, uh, that's what um a good brokerage should preach for you to do is get okay. that signed because it is important, but like I said, everyone runs their business differently. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So. I don't. So let's let's assume, let's say that I have a brokerage personally myself. If I had my own brokerage, 
I don't know if I would uh, train my agents to use a buyer's rep personally. Yeah, I, I, I think wouldn't. that it gives a sour taste quick yeah, I agree. To, to multiple to many of the potential people. So I had him sign it. He actually did sign it. It doesn't mean Jack. At the end of the day, if he just disappears on you and stuff and he does his own business, you're really not going to hunt him down. You're really not. Gonna, if the person doesn't want to deal with you, doesn't want to deal with you. It just is what it is. Yeah. So, okay, we didn't get. But him. Let, let's assume that we do make our client sign one. So, oh, that's we, a, so yeah. they signed it. Okay. So, so they our buyer, it. our buyer client signed the buyer tenant mm -hmm. rep form. If they're not pre-approved already, connect them with your lender so that they can get pre-approved. So that's, you don't show them anything until. Nope. Nice. Because we need to know what they're able to afford. But and Ben, they, they really can, want to see the house. Yeah, it's a really nice that's, house. That's too bad. Maybe when I first, <laughs> maybe when I first started in the business, I would do this. But now, I, I just because I've I've learned, like sometimes they won't get pre-approved, and you literally you wasted all your time. So you get them pre-approved before you show them anything, mm -hmm. because number one, you need to know that they're able to afford something, and two, you need to know what they're able to afford. Got it. So you get them pre-approved. Once you get them pre-approved, you get a list of everything they're looking for in a home. So what are, your wants and, yeah, what are what's your wants and needs? And based off of that and their pre-approval amount, you put together a list of homes, you send it to them. You send in a uh, auto-generating list that will update daily as new homes. Through the MLS? Yes, okay. yes, through the MLS. So they, that, um, you as an agent, you're gonna set it up for them? Correct, yep. And, and then it just auto-sends send them it daily to their emails. or whatever. So based on that list, they'll send you things that they wanna see. You set up the showings, you, you, know, you show them the home, they see something they like, um, you write the offer and yeah, you just kind of go from there. So you show them five homes that day. Yeah. They liked the third home. Uh -huh. Do you go from that third home back in the car and draft the offer or do you finish the other two? If they want to see the other two, I'll show them the other two. If they're like, no, like let's, let's cut it and let's go. rush. And yeah, then I'll do that. Okay. Just kind of client preference. So the third uh, home, they liked it. They said, let's cut the other two. Then you go home, you draft up the offer. Yep. The offer is sent to the buyers. They sign it. You attach the pre-approval. Uh -huh. You put the information of brokerage services for you. I guess uh -huh. um, they initial that and stuff. Um, and then you send that offer and you see. We lost our picture, but it's okay. They can they can they can see the Samsung bumping around. Uh, it's uh, okay. Well, was, this was, this important. This important. <laughs> Guys, sometimes this happens. It's it's okay. Okay, I, I was like, I completely lost track. Yeah, I know. I saw this like moving. So around. you can do this right here, by the way. Yeah. There we go. Look there you at go. You. Okay, yeah. so look. Then you CC the lender when you send the offer. Very good. Right. Very good. Why get, do you Why do you CC? You want to get them in the loop. You got to yeah. let them know, like, hey, this guy is actually about to buy a home. You give a pre-approval. You better be about it and deliver this pre-approval. Yeah. And so once you send the email off and you CC the lender, then you need the lender to attack the listing agent in a in, in a kind way. <laughs> yeah. Be like, these guys are a slam dunk. These buyers, they're a slam dunk. They're well qualified. Um, if you have any questions, call us. Nice. Give Which, the give the give the seller's agent confidence. Assurance. Okay. Yeah, that they'll pass along to the sellers. They accepted the offer. Uh huh. So you're, you, what do you do when they accept it? You call your client. You call them, you get them all excited. Yay, we won. <laughs> and then you send them the next steps. So the next steps is you'll send the executed contract, which is the fully signed contract to the lender so they can begin processing the loan. You'll get with your inspector to inspect the home. Generally, there's an option period. It's anywhere from three to seven days. In this market, it's generally on the lower side just yeah. because you need if to make even. your offer stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, <laughs> you'll do the inspection during the inspection period. You'll, ne you'll negotiate any repairs that need to be made. Um, you'll send your earnest and your option money. Nice. Um, you'll do that when you set up the inspection. Around you the send the time. earnest and option within three days of contract. Correct. Yes. Okay. Good point. Um, yeah. So uh, you sent that in, then you're doing your inspection periods. Yep. And then, you know, <coughs> stuff comes up in the inspection. You get that negotiated. 
Once that's up with, it's really just waiting on the processing of the loan and mm -hmm. the home appraisal. And if there is no problems with the inspection, you just yeah, tell them, hey, all is good. We did the inspection. There's nothing to negotiate and right. move forward to pending. Now, then after pending, you're waiting on the lender. Now it's the lender's game. I was trying to wrap this up. You're like, no, let's keep breaking it down. This is good. Yeah, this is yeah. good. And, this I, good. And, I, and I actually yeah. am doing that on this purpose. Um, we're going to make this into a clip, by the way, because yeah, cool. I, I think it's a, it's valuable. Nice. So the lender, what's his name? The lender's now playing the game. After you finish the inspection, we really did our job. The yeah. buyers did their job. They like the home still. Now lender, it's on the lender. Yeah. Lender's got to do his thing. He's got to do all the paperwork. He's got to check out with the buyer. He's got to keep emailing the buyer to send the W-2s, send the income, send the bank statements, whatever. And then the appraisal. The lender orders the appraisal. You as an agent during the after inspection period, a couple days in, ask, has the appraisal been ordered? When will it be ordered? Is it going to be rushed? Because you want to make sure that everything is being pushed quicker because a closing that's 30 days can really be done in 19, 20, 21 mm -hmm. days if appraisal comes sooner. And if the, yeah, if the lender's on top of everything. And if the lender's on top of everything. Yeah. If you let the lender sleep, it'll take 30 days and it could die because yeah. the guy can lose their job or the girl can, do, can lose her job overnight. Anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. After appraisal came back, all is good. If it's not good, you negotiate that. Right. If all is good, you set up the closing date. Uh -huh. The Your client knows that there's a closing date at this time. This is the location. Um, wire the money, cashier check the money, whatever it is. Oh, actually the lender's gonna do all that. I'm thinking it's a cash deal. Um, lender will coordinate all that, the purchase. You just bring uh -huh. your down payment. Yeah. That's all you bring. Uh -huh. um, you close the deal. Yep. Um, Everyone is happy. If you like them enough, you give them a hug. Yes. If you and, don't. And a closing gift. And a closing gift. If you don't like them that much, you just shake their hand. <laughs> if uh, you don't like them that that much, you just don't shake their hand and make an excuse it's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so it just depends your relationship nice. with them. And I I think that we, we kind of yeah, like. Was, that was pretty good. And then, cool. you know, they get their keys after that. And, you know, they get their picture and everyone is happy. Where do they get their keys? Is that through the, the post office? No. <laughs> so sometimes they'll be able to pick their keys up at the title office. Yeah. Um, other times, some like the agent will hide a key under the floor mat or something. Got like it. That. Or keep it in the lockbox, take it out of there, then there. Um, here's an important one, by the way. When you sign at the closing at uh, the title company, if you sign first before the seller, you got to wait till the seller signs. Yeah. When the seller signs, if it's after 3 p.m. or a certain time frame where wires are cut off, it's not funded till the next day. So legally, you don't own the house yet, and your clients can't go and party in the house that night or move in that house that night. Yeah. And we don't get our commission until it actually gets Tell funded. Funds, yeah. So you usually wait for an email that says funded in caps. Life is great when you get that email. You tell your clients yeah. that and you move forward. Yeah. Nice cool stuff, right? Yeah. Good stuff. Walk Ooh. them through. What's his name? Yeah. Jeff Sajan got the keys. Good job, Jeff. We got the keys after that answer. Yes. Cool stuff. All right. So Jeff, that was good. Thank you so much. And I hope you got that value on that. And we got our final question over here. Before we wrap it up, and this is from Abe.flx. Abe, I actually thought this was you. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. For some reason, the profile picture <laughs> has a cat too. in his face. And I'm like, is that my little brother when he was little with a cat picture? But it's not you, Abe, right? <laughs> okay. He says, let's check this out. I don't know the answer to this, but I might think of it. Okay. What is yourself, which is like meaning me, or Ben's biggest goal to achieve in life or in real estate? Hmm. Hmm. What is my, like for real estate, I want to hit a hundred million in sales for m myself and my team. But you hit it. Let's just say you hit it. Oh. You, what are you gonna do? 150. You just up it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's what people like that's us just, do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we, we up it and we keep going. That's, so, that's real estate goal. Let me think of a personal one while you. To achieve in life or in real estate. I, I wish I can answer. I don't know. I, I've you never, don't have a big real estate goal? 
No. Do you want to have a brokerage one day or no? Um, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, so would that be? Um, I, I think, so he's saying biggest goal. I think that's just a minor, you know, step oh. up. But no, I just, <laughs> I think it's a minor step up. Yeah, but okay, okay. Um, Nothing wrong with I that. think that's a goal. That's yeah. a goal in real estate. I want to have my own brokerage. Um, but at the same time, like when you talk the biggest goal in life or in real estate, it's really just having passive income from nice. uh, investments, whether it's a multifamily building, shopping You center. know what? I have a goal for you. What is it? I want you to represent an entire skyscraper in downtown Dallas. Like wow. just be in charge of all the, the tenants and stuff. That would be cool. <laughs> That's huge. That would be cool. That'd that be really very, cool. Just like cool. stick your face and name on the building. I love like, that. Call me for yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. That's that actually be, something, I can see that happening. That's something that makes me smile. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Downtown Dallas, guys, you get your, your you get your name and you get your face mm-hmm. and you get your uh, number on those big skyscrapers. Yeah. Like, that's literally goals. Like, that's a home run right there. Yeah. Not a home run because you're going to make so much money. A home run because it's the publicity is insane. Yeah. You know? So, I'm sorry I don't have that cool of an answer for you. Um, I, I just run my life by doing my best every single day. And whatever performance comes out of that, it comes out of it. I think that it's smart to have that big goal. I'm not against it. I just never sat really and said, here's my massive goal. I just know I do my best. Um, 100 mil for Ben though, that's awesome. I know you're gonna hit it, so that's real cool. All right, so what are we doing now? Closing up the laptop? We we aren't gonna say a personal goal. Um, Oh, I I have like lots of- You have a personal goal? I don't know if I have a huge one, but I have lots of like smaller ones, I guess. Like I wanna buy my mom a car. Oh, I love um, this. Love yeah. to hear this. Yeah, I want to buy my mom a nice car one mm-hmm. day. I want to put her in a G wagon, bro. Really? That'd be cool. Get a That's nice red sick. bow on a on a G wagon. Is she okay mom. with that attention? She'll be fine with it. I, fine. I would probably get her the uh, G five fifty, just because she's not like she I need a ton of power, and yeah. so it would be cool <laughs> just to get her a G wagon. Um, let's see what else. Um, I think for me it would be, uh, you know, when you're talking about like the family goals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Dang, even for that, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, I don't know. A few years, my my parents are close to the age where they're gonna retire soon. It would be cool if I made a lot of money, a lot of money, um, a little bit sooner, so I could have retired them on my own. That would have been cool. I um, love that. Yeah, you know, but if I can't do that, maybe take them on trips. <laughs> nice, um, very nice. Yeah, I know. I, I want to take care of my family. That's a big one for me. That's huge. It's it's yeah. huge for me now that you talk about that. My dad's getting older now. He's looking you know, into at least cutting work and hours mm. and stuff like that. So it's really me and my brother's trying to figure out um, how can how can we make that happen for him? Yeah. He's uh, he's a beast in his own. He's done what he's done. And um, he already like, he's like, always like, I don't need nobody, I'm good. Uh-huh. And, and yeah. he doesn't, but we always, you know, as as his kids, you know, stress about sure. making sure that he's living better than he would ever think Absolutely, he'd Absolutely, man, that's important. So that's what it is. So, uh, you know, family is a big personal goal for us and hopefully for many of you, because without family, then, really at the end of the day then what are you what are you hustling for if you're just having the money for yourself yeah that's how i see it good point podcast number nine guys you got karam khalil and you got ben wegman with you and we're wrapping it up thank you for listening on spotify thank you for being on youtube thank you for showing us love for caring for being here for listening to us and i'm gonna throw out a i am sorry if we kind of get off topic because we get so excited doing this stuff and I've seen uh, a comment saying, can you just give us the answer and not keep running around? And I'm sorry yeah, that we're, we We're do having that. fun, yeah. But we're really having fun and I'm pr- I promise you we're working on two things, getting you guys Apple Podcasts and then giving you guys timestamps. So you don't got, you guys don't have to hear sometimes if we jump off topics. Yeah. I promise you we're working on that. So um, 
We're going to give him that apologies. Yeah, man. But it's it's funny. I saw that we completely get off topic. And yeah. it's it's not because we don't want to give you the answer. It's just because we're having fun. Yeah. That's really what it is. This is what the podcast is about. We stress a lot with work. We work a lot. We work after hours a lot. We work um, work day in and out. And we know when you come on the podcast, we just share what we do. It's a fun thing for us. It's yeah. kind of like a de-stressor. Yeah. You get what I mean? So I think that's uh, why we do what we do. This is our therapy. Literally. Art therapy. Our Conor McGregor says yeah. therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> So guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you. We value you. Comment below if you guys have any questions, anything that you liked. And then most importantly, join our Discord. You get value and I promise you, you will make millions of dollars if you ask the questions, you surround yourself with the right people and we are there every single day to Big help promise. you out. Big promise, yeah, yeah. I'm they'll confident. Make, they'll, make, they'll make good money. They'll make great money, yeah, yeah. And guarantee you millions if you just stick with it. The yeah. goal is to stick with it and keep powering through no matter what. All right. Anything else or we're wrapping up? That's good, man. That's good. Power awesome. through. Power through. I think that's a big one from, from today. Power from through. Today. Yeah. Things are going to get tough. Power through it. Don't give up. Power yeah. through. And anything you guys ever need, me and Ben are here. No matter how busy we are, we're here for you guys. So thank you all so much for watching. And for podcast number nine, me and Ben, we're out. We're out. Peace. Peace out. Good stuff, man. My guy. Boom. Ooh.